Welcome to the Catholic Author Show, the show about fiction for modern Catholic authors. We talk creed, craft, and co-creation rooted in grit, grace, gods, and dragons. I'm your host, Dominic DeSouza, novel lover, all-around creative, and the founder of Catholic Author. We are here to inspire your faith and your fiction. We hope that you enjoy this episode. So I, I didn't like thinking of myself as a character. So I actually asked my brother who he thought I would be. And he said Black Widow because she's cunning and quiet wow. and can kill somebody if she wants to. And he says that because I'm a writer and I just, I know things. Um, but also she's, she has like a kind spot for her. She likes to pretend that she's all tough and stuff, but she does have a soft spot. And I think that's one of the nicest mm-hmm. things my brother has ever said about me. <laughs> that's awesome. I, she's one of my favorite characters, and I don't know about you. I loved her latest movie, so being thought of along those lines is that's pretty high praise. So cool. Well, welcome everybody. We are joined today by Natalia Roberts. She is a junior screenwriting student at St. John the, uh, the Great Catholic University. Good to have you with us, Natalia. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. So we're going to dive into what life is like at uh, JP Catholic. Uh, what screenwriting is, and uh, a little bit of Natalia's origin story and uh, her own interests in creative writing. I'd love to start with your story, Natalia. Um, How how long have you been writing, and uh, what are some things that you might have written when you were younger? Oh, goodness. Um, I've always been a storyteller. Ever since I was a little kid, I was always telling stories to my parents or my siblings. I started writing probably in the third grade. I used, we used the homeschool program, Mother of Divine Grace. um, And part of their English is you have to, Mm -hmm. they give you a story prompt, then you got to finish it. And that was my favorite thing to do for Mm -hmm. school. Um, And so I think that's where I started uh, my writing. And then just, it just grew from there. I always loved thinking like the what ifs about everything. And so. I think if you're a daydreamer, you're a writer in a way. I think anybody can be a writer. It's just, do you actually put it down on paper? My dad's in the military, so I grew up in the East. I grew up in the South. I lived in California for a little bit. Um, ah, I'm a hodgepodge. Did you have uh, other family members that you enjoyed like sharing your work with? Like you mentioned, you had a brother. Um, uh, what is there a particular experience that really stands out when it comes to writing? I, I told my stories to anybody who would stand still long enough to listen. <laughs> um, my poor sister, we shared a room, mm-hmm. so she was just held hostage while I explained the newest plot I came up with. Um, I was like, you can't leave until I tell the ending because the ending's going to shock you. And she just sat there and be like, okay. <laughs> um, so I think that was one of the biggest like things for me like growing as a writer is just somebody who I could talk to and like share my plots and stuff and then be excited about it because if you're just writing by yourself like you're excited in your head mm-hmm. but if you're telling somebody and you're formulating all the ideas like at that second and you're watching that person like react emotionally to like what you're saying that was that's the most 
rewarding thing to me. And I think that's the biggest, the best experience I have as a writer. Absolutely. Um, well, let's talk about screenwriting then. So you went on from that to, well, screenplays. So before talking about that, could you give us a quick overview of what JP Catholic, uh, what it is and what you like about it? Yeah. So JP Catholic is a small Catholic university out here in Northern San Diego. Um, and we, our mission, our statement is to impact culture for Christ. Um, and so we do that with mainly within the film, like emphases. So we have directing, producing, screenwriting. We do have a different creative writing section that's in under humanities. Um, so it's more, you know, Shakespeare, like, don't know the right word, um, more like your typical writing English program. And then the screen acting is under like media. So we do a lot more film sets and stuff. Um, but yeah, the mission of JP Catholic is to be a real force for Christ in the world um, of film and TV that is otherwise very, very like secular and selfish and corrupted at this point. So we try to integrate our way into that society. Very cool. So tell us about screenwriting. Like what is, what is it versus opening up a word document and just trying to write out a story? Screenplay writing in a way is very limiting. So when you open up a Word doc and you just start to write a novel, you can describe anything. You can say feelings or emotions. Like you can just word poetry, anything that you want to. But with screenwriting, everything has to be seen visually. So you have to describe like the character of a room without describing all the memories that go with that room which is like this is the room and this is what it looks like and this is a character this is what he looks like and this is what you're doing so everything either has to be described physically about like what it is or you have to in a way make dialogue describe what's happening and how characters are feeling you can't actually think or you can't actually say what a character is thinking because the audience doesn't know what the character is thinking um so it's a mm -hmm. challenge but it's it's fun that way as well yeah, it seems amazing because it's a different kind of discipline, different kind of approach uh, to writing. It always intrigued me, like, as you said, you can't rely on, uh, well, describing the environment or memories or inner thoughts. Everything has to be channeled into dialogue and, and interaction. Do you also, for fun, write stories and things on the side? I do. It's been... Well, sometimes it's hard to write for fun because you're writing for school all the time. You're like, oh, I don't want to write. Um, all the time, yeah. But I find, yeah, I find that writing for fun in that creative writing form of like novel writing or just short story writing mm -hmm. actually helps um, the creative juices flow for when I go and like write a screenplay. Mm -hmm. Do you find that you write stories or novels uh, differently now? Now that you've put so much attention into learning the screenplay disciplines and if so i'm curious how i do yeah it's i do because i forget that i can be as descriptive and like word flowy and my brother calls it word cursive when things are described eloquently and stuff um i forget that i can do that and i was like 
this is this, this is this, this is this. And it's like, oh, I have to like remember that I have the freedom to do, to do this, this way. No, that always, it always seemed cool to, to look at how our radio is produced, how movies are produced. Um, and I really do get the impression that after a century or so of movie making, uh, the way that we write novels has also changed. And I think we, um, novels that seem to do really well, maybe especially for younger ages, are more visual in that way. Uh, it's more about plenty of dialogue, plenty of people doing things, and then less of the introspection, which is quite normal in pre-19th century or 20th century novels. Um, I'm curious, is there a, a story that you've been working on recently? And um, maybe what is the writing process like for how you like to approach writing? Are you kind of a, I need to be in a cafe, I need music, I need quiet time or it's like 2 a.m. every day or what's your writing process like my writing process so I'm currently working on a feature film right now um for the feature film program that my school does wow. um and it's mm -hmm. about a artist like a female artist in the 18th century or is it 18th like in the 1800s um and she has been betrayed by her partner and she has to find a way to sell her work even though she's a woman so it's, it's like it's an interesting plot not a lot of time to explain it um, my writing process has changed over the past year that I've been here at school um, it used to be I had to sit in my basement in the dark and just write by myself um, but with okay. four other roommates and sunny California I can't do that too often anymore so usually I just sit in the, on the floor um, against the wall and I put in my earbuds and I listen to classical music mixed with rain sounds. Um, like in the afternoon when I don't have any time, I'm kind of tired. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I guess my process, I don't, I don't know. I feel like a screenwriter has to be able to write at any point in time just because that's the nature of our work. We always have deadlines. Like for a professional, you have mm -hmm. to have a screenplay in eight to 10 weeks. Eight, 10 weeks is if the producers are being generous. Eight weeks is typical. So if you don't finish it, you get fired. So you just have to be able to write wow. anywhere at any time. There's no such thing as writer's block when you're mm -hmm. a screenwriter. So I want to dig into that a little bit more. How do you how do I say this? How do you handle that? Like if writer's block is not an option and you have to have something done and you have to write anywhere, then what are the, not the tricks, but what are the practices or things that you do to keep it going and maybe come back and edit later or something like? So for me, it's different for everybody. And I know that because I have so many screenwriting friends here at school. Um, but for me, my process is if I get stuck on this one thing, then that means that something happened before that made me get stuck in this place. So where did I get lost before that like, I need to just backtrack a little bit and then go on a different path? So I usually go back and look at character or I look at the plot or I look, I remind myself of what the theme of my story is, like what's the message I'm trying to convey or what is my characters trying to do right now? Like how are they trying to get from point A to point B? Um, and that's usually how I get out of my writer's block. I just backtrack. Um, which is smart sometimes, and then other times you can get just stuck in the backtrack and just keep going and going and going. Mm 
Um, so it's been a process mm -hmm. to learn when to backtrack and then when to stop and then when to keep going forward. Is there a, a favorite book that you use or a, a formula uh, that you follow for kind of rinse, repeating, creating a story? You get stuck. You just think about the formula. Is there one that's taught to you or you prefer? So there is, there is a formula that is taught to us here at school. So the formula that is taught by our professor, Christopher Riley, um, is a story is a hero's struggle to overcome an obstacle in order to reach his goal. So I always remind myself, who's my hero? What's his obstacle? What's his goal? Um, and then there's a bunch of like questions that they ask about the hero. And then there's questions about the antagonist. And so it's just reminding myself of what those are and always mm -hmm. go back to that. Um, and they teach different types of outlines as well. So they give you eight essential story points, which are like the eight like main beats of a movie. And then they give you the four, mm -hmm. the 40 beats, which are like different scenes in a movie. Um, and then you just plug your story into those um, and then you just go for it. And I think once those are strong and solid, then you have a strong and solid story and then writing it should be easy. It's like when you write a paper, you have to write a strong outline to have a strong paper. How do you feel when, when um, either yourself or perhaps your other screenwriting friends or creative writers, uh, how do they feel about having, like you said, a 40 point checklist does it feel like i can't be creative anymore or you know uh, how do you tackle having something spelled out with so much detail some of us work really well with the beat sheet because we need it like we just need to know where we're going from point mm -hmm. a to point b it's like a roadmap. and some people are like well i just mm -hmm. want to write and see where i go from there and that works for some people and that doesn't work for some people it's all very subjective i think that's the word um mm -hmm. For me, I need the roadmap, but if I see a back road or the scenic route that I think would be more interesting, I'll go that way and then I'll rework my map. Like I'll recalculate it. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it doesn't hinder your creativity. I think actually it maybe helps you to start because I think that's something that a lot of people have trouble with is starting. And so having that mm -hmm. beat sheet gives you the confidence to start because, okay, I know where I'm going. Um, yeah. And then once you start, you're like getting more confident. You're like, oh, well, now I can see all these other creative things that I might want to do. I can go that way instead. And then if I get lost, I can just go back to my map and see where I need to go. That's cool. You said um, <clears throat> the basic formula for a story is a character uh, who, what was it, overcomes obstacles on the route to his goal. And I'm curious to ask, how do you mm -hmm. craft in, in uh, as you're creating a story, how do you, well, I, let me take a step back. Do you like to start with an intriguing character and that's what gets your story going? Or do you think of like a situation or, or, or something that happens and then you sort of create characters that fit into that? It depends. Um, sometimes I'll mm -hmm. think of a blurb of dialogue and I'll go, ooh, who would say that and why? Um, or I'll think of a situation mm -hmm. and I'll think, ooh, who is in the situation and why? It's always like the why, I think is yeah. what we ask as writers. Like, why is this happening? Like, what's the story behind this? Um, sometimes I'll think of a character and go, okay, where can this character live and succeed or live and go through hard times? And I think it just all depends. Like, there's no mm -hmm. certain way that I write or where I find inspiration. It's all just smacks you in the face one day. Yeah. <laughs> 
how uh, how do you make a character uh, interesting? Do you find you like to turn to certain things in ways that other people don't? I like to look at myself as a character, or I like to look at parts of myself or parts of humanity, and I go, okay, do we talk about this part? So I like, I know some people like to look at like loyalty or like mm -hmm. they make a very loyal character or they make a very brave character or they make a cowardly character who becomes brave. I like to work with more of the negative emotions. Like I like to work with characters who are angry or characters who are jealous mm -hmm. or characters who feel alone and then give them mm -hmm. a sense of peace. Like I like that arc for my characters because uh. I feel like that's, those are feelings that I feel in myself a lot, like anger, jealousy, like loneliness. Mm -hmm. um, and then I know there are other people in the world who feel these ways and they don't see characters who like feel those ways as well and then get like a happy ending because usually those characters are the bad guys. Um, so I like mm -hmm. to look, yeah, I like to look at the bad guys. I want to see why they're the bad guy. I want to see what made them the bad guy and yeah. can they be turned like not turned good, but can they find their way back to good? That's cool. Sorry, it's immediately intriguing about that. Yeah. Starting with that, that negative emotion is um, uh, you're, you're instantly starting with somebody who is frustrated, um, somebody who wants something and isn't getting it. Um, and that's, mm. that's a smart way to start with a character because that means you're not starting with them passively. Do you have a hard time giving your characters a hard time? Like it said, you know, our, our job as writers is to put our characters in trees and throw rocks at them. And um, how do you do that? Like, how do you make things hard for your characters? They're always overcoming things. Yeah. So something that we're taught is like the overcoming the obstacle to their goal. So where is the character starting? And then we, they ask us, like, what does your character want? And what does your character need? Like, how does your character need to grow and change? And what does your character think they need to grow and change? Um, so that's something that helps me to make them upset, like my characters upset or make my characters like go through hard times is they want something specific, but they don't actually need that. So I'm trying to keep that away from them as long as I can until they learn what they actually need, which will help them get to their goal. Nice. Do you find, um, and I, I, I'm sure it depends on the story and the kind of story, but the obstacles that you make a character go through when you're creating, are do, do they mostly come from inside that person? Like their own reservations, their inability to see something, their fear of something, or are they external situations that they, they have to overcome or sort of outthink or something? Or is it just a mixture of both? It's a mixture of both because external factors can force the internal factors. Um, so it's mm -hmm. what physical obstacles are in the character's way and what like emotional obstacles are in the character's way. And like just what in general is in the way of your character getting what they want and what they need. Um, and sometimes those mm -hmm. things are the same and sometimes those things are different. Um, like sometimes the external factor forces like the external obstacle forces both the physical change of the character and the emotional change of what they need and want. Um, and sometimes mm -hmm. what the character thinks is their obstacle is not their obstacle. Um, 
Yeah, I'm thinking of stuff like Pixar, maybe where um, it, it's usually a healthy mixture of both, but it's half of the story happens because the character's internal response to whatever's happening uh, just keeps kicking mm -hmm. the can down the road. Um, growing up, what was a favorite story? Maybe one like a legend, maybe, or a story or a book or a movie that you love to go back to over and over again? Oh my gosh. I love the Percy Jackson series. Love Percy Jackson. Oh yeah. Um, uh -huh. I do. My favorite, aside from English, my favorite subject in school was history. And in middle school, we did all uh -huh. of ancient Egypt, ancient Rome, ancient Greece. And I, I love mythology so much. Before I wanted to do screenwriting, yes. I actually did a quarter or like a semester of archaeology um, with a university. Oh. Um, and then I realized I don't like archaeology. I like the stories from <laughs> mythology and history. Uh -huh. And then I became a writer. Um, but yeah, Percy Jackson, mythology in general, I love, there's this book, very, very, like, not well-known at all, except by Mother Divine Grace Kids called Mara, Daughter of the Nile. It's about an Egyptian spy, mm -hmm. and I love it so much. It's so good. Yeah, I grew up reading Bethlehem I books <laughs> um, uh, as well. I grew up in Australia, and we had, I'm trying to remember the name of our program. It was, um, I mean, I, my mother had us do Mother Divine Grace when we were, like, eight years old and stuff. That was a long time ago. But... Cool. So mythology, um, is there a favorite, uh, culture that you like to go back to? Probably, probably Greek. I like the Greek mythologies mm -hmm. the best. I think that's cause like what I started with as a kid mm -hmm. it just, and it just fascinated mm -hmm. me. It's really cool. I think I'm a sucker for Egypt and uh, Viking could never get enough of Norse Nordic mythology in, in wrapping up, uh, can you share with us what a, a day in the life is like for a screenwriter student at JP Catholic? It depends on the quarter and like what classes you have and like what's going on. Okay. Um, typical day for me, probably like, I wake up. Um, I remind myself what classes I have that day. If I have any meetings, um, I'll probably do some story development for a project that I'm working on for homework. Um, and then mm -hmm. I'll go to class. Um, we have daily mass on campus at 11 every day. So I try to go to that sometimes. Um, and then I might have a meeting afterwards and then I usually have the afternoon free. So I'll come back and I'll do homework for a religion class or a business class. And then I'll, I typically mm -hmm. spend the evening like writing and I'll bust out five to 10 pages of a script if I need to. Um, wow. or I'll read a screenplay that's assigned for class. So lots of reading, lots of writing. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. And then if I'm on a film set, I'll be on a film set in the afternoon or early evening. Yeah. Never that just sounds <laughs> so cool. I hope more people go and, and join you all. Um, you mentioned briefly earlier that you're working on a, what was it? You were working on your own feature play about, uh, somebody in the 1800s. Yes. And I'm curious yes. when you're working on a, on a script, especially in, in school, do you always have a backlog of stories that you think, I just need an excuse to work on these one day, or do you task yourself with, I have eight weeks or something to write and create. I'm just going to start. I just need to create a character, create a situation, and I've got eight weeks to get it done uh, and start from scratch. Like, What's your process? 
So a lot of what I write is for class and like graded for homework and stuff. So it's usually like, yeah, I have 10 weeks to write this before mm -hmm. it's due for my final and <laughs> I get graded on this. Um, or yeah. there's lots of deadlines. So like right now we have a deadline for senior projects, um, which is like the end of this quarter. So I have four weeks to come up with a senior project, which will be like my final showcase of what I can do as a writer, as a producer or as an assistant director. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have like a backlog of stories I always want to tell. It's just what can I tell in the space that I have, like this time that I have, the budget that I have, the resources um, for crew, for equipment. Uh, um, so it's, okay. you have like a file, you have a file. <laughs> No, that makes sense. I'm curious, you said you're, you're working on this 18th century character. If you're under time constraints, and I, I never even considered all those others, like you said, budget, size of the crew for actually making a workable script. But if you were, since you're working on a period piece, how much time do you allow yourself for research and to not, you know, run down rabbit holes? Or is screenwriting different in that it doesn't uh, it's easier to not get lost in research, maybe? It's definitely easier in that sense um, because as a writer, you don't have to do all the work. You don't have to set the whole tone. You have to set up the plot, the characters, the dialogue. Mm. That's all you have to do. Mm -hmm. The set design, the costumes, the everything else is taken care of by other departments. It's just your job to convince whoever's buying your script and choosing your script to be made to convince them that this should be made. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to think a lot about that. I mean, I do, because if it's not producible, it's not going to get made. <laughs> um, but in that right. sense, I don't tend to get stuck on research unless I'm looking for a specific, like, mm -hmm. is this possible? Like, what, would the character do this? Would a character be stuck in this situation? Okay. Um, in this time period. But other than that, no, I don't, I think it gives you more freedom to not get too lost in research. No, that makes sense. And uh, last question I promise is um, I remember watching some of the behind the scenes for, I think it was Lord of the Rings and they would talk about having to rewrite scripts or the screenplay like every day on the way out to shooting or something oh, for whatever reason. And I'm curious, how do you feel about that or how would that uh, work with the, the creative process of being like on a TV series and having to kind of be in that creative space, constantly meeting demands. Like, how do you respond to that? How do you handle that? Like, do you thrive in that and it takes a certain kind of person or <laughs> it's just a discipline that you learn? It's definitely a discipline. Like if they need the script pages, they need the script pages. And usually what happens is either so I was, I was just on a feature film. I just got off a feature film and I was an assistant director on that one. And we got new script pages every day, like wow. either because we needed to do scenes from the previous day that we weren't able to shoot. Um, and we need to do it today. So we need to rework the script to either make some scenes shorter so we can fit everything in. Or the director said, actually, mm -hmm. I don't think a character would say that because of the scene that we already shot. We need to change the dialogue or this character would be in the scene. So we need to add an actor into the scene. Um, and so you have to rewrite the script and you have to rewrite dialogue. You need to rewrite cues. Um, and that was between the director and one of our screenwriting professors who I already mentioned, Chris Riley. Um, and then the student whose script was chosen to be made, her name was, 
her name is Bella Lake and she's incredibly talented. Um, she and Professor Riley would rewrite the script and give us new pages almost every day, like five, at least five pages every day. Um, and I mean, as a crew member, it was a little frustrating because like, ah, I'm going to rechange the schedule, but for the story, like I, like it needed to happen for the story. Perfect. Good deal. Alrighty. And, uh, my favorite question, always ask people if you had one minute to share a message of encouragement, maybe to other Catholic writers, maybe potential screenwriters, uh, authors who are out there, what would you like to say to them? I would like to say that people say that starting is the hardest thing to do as a writer. That's a lie. The hardest thing to do is to finish. And you get so busy with life, you go, I'll never finish it. It's okay, I'll finish it one day. That's also a lie. Finish it now. You can do it. It takes some work and it takes dedication and endurance, but you can never call yourself a writer until you finish something. And when you finish something, it's the most rewarding thing in the world. So finish it. You got it. Hey there. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please give it a thumbs up. Go ahead and uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, Spotify. You know, you can head on over to catholicauthor.us and join the mailing list and get notified Uh, usually each Wednesday once a week of all of the new podcasts and blog posts that we've written and the updates going on in our community. Please do share up the one person that you think would really like to hear this particular interview uh, and maybe learn from the guest that we just chatted with. Um, You know, come and check us out at the community we're building in Catholic Author. It's the super friendly creative community for the modern Catholic author. Come and give, get feedback, share your insights and your works in progress, build a network of supportive friends. Plus, there's a whole lot more going on. Check us out. Join us at catholicauthor.us. Until next time, keep writing.